We're going to chat about startups on this week's Access Louisville podcast. Plus, we've got some news on local sports, including a new basketball team. I'm David Mann. That was Laurel Deppin. And you are listening to the Access Louisville podcast. Thanks for joining us. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week we bring you the latest news, along with plenty of sharp opinions about what's going on here in Louisville, Kentucky. Today on the show, we have Stephen Schmidt. Hello. And Haley Cawthon. Hi there. And we're going to be talking startups. And let me tell you, these two people we have here are, are the... The kings of the kings and queen of startup uh, news here in town. You so. can be, I can a be king. the startup. King. I, it's fine. I think, <laughs> I think, I think king, Haley. Haley's the queen, and I'm like the uh, the court jester. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, barely in the castle. You could have been a duke, but you <laughs> went with court jester. <laughs> the earl. Of star- <laughs> How many <laughs> royal words do we know? Lord. <laughs> yeah, the lord. lord. Of, yeah, lord seems like it should be higher S- up. Something on the that's chain, lower than queen. So. <laughs> So, or, yeah, then king. I'm not a king of... All right. Well... That was a tangent. We're the king <laughs> of going on tangents. But anyway, tell us about Startups to Watch, Stephen. What is Startups to Watch? Yeah, so Startups to Watch is going to kick off. It's our our first uh, event that, that uh, uh, Louisville Business First will be uh, was sponsoring for the 2023. Uh, we're having it at the same venue that happened last year at Noble Funk Brewing Company, located at 922 South 2nd Street in Louisville. Um, and so this year we've got 20, we've got 20 um, early stage companies. Uh, we had been doing something where, you know, you'd have like, I think we had 22 for, two, uh, for 2022, but this time we decided to go with 20. I guess that, you know, that trend would have been tough, you know, like when you get to 2040 and then you got, you know, 40 startups. So, so the, uh, yeah, so, so startups to watch, it's, it's something that we're going to have 20 companies and they're going to be representing a variety of different industries, insure tech, sports tech, e-commerce, real estate. And it's really just an opportunity to uh, to have all these different founders and other people in the in the ecosystem here um, connect and network. And so we're, it was a great event last time and, and uh, you know, a great place to grab some food, grab some beer, and just continue to to network and, and build a community that, um, that, you know, everybody takes pride in, so. Yeah, absolutely. And it all started, Haley, right, as a story that you wrote one year, and now it's this big event. Um, actually, that's not true. <laughs> uh, David, so, <laughs> I sounded. I sounded. That's how I remember it. I sounded um, it. I sounded like Shit's Creek. I said, David. <laughs> <laughs> but you wrote the story, and I, I remember it was like we did our top, our top story I mean, of the year. It or was something. a big deal. Um, oh, like, what, see, it's a big well, deal. So it started before <laughs> I got here, but let's just say like it soared, you know, when I took it over. <laughs> That's silly. So the previous story walked so that yes, you could Yes, soar. my story ran. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um so 2019 was my first year at Business First um and I started in gosh right before the Kentucky Derby, like the week before Derby happened, which was a crazy time to come to Louisville. So I didn't do startups to watch until 2020. And by the time that I did it, um, I think I did like five startups to watch in 2020. And that story did so well. Um, And there's always been this genuine interest in the startup ecosystem in Louisville and, you know, Kentucky as a whole. 
Um, and I wanted for years to kind of take ownership of that and write stories about these folks because they've been so largely ignored in media just because they're not big enough um, or um, not as accessible <laughs> as some of the other um, types of stories. So um, finally got to do that with the launch of KYNO in 2021. So we had our first Startups to Watch event in 2022. Um, and this year is going to be even better because I think we've got a bigger breadth of companies from across the Commonwealth. Um, so that'll be really exciting to see folks from, you know, all the way up near Covington um, to Paducah and elsewhere. So I think it'll be a really fun, fun time. So like within that time, like when you started in 2019, um, has the landscape of the startup scene changed? I think it's definitely changed to a certain extent. Like I think the shortage of venture capital is still a prevalent issue that hasn't really developed much since then, other than the fact that it's easier to raise via crowdfunding um, and the internet than it used to be. Um, But as far as like the local ecosystem, I definitely think there's a lot of momentum, um, a lot of excitement, um, especially this past year. I mean, 2022 was kind of a great year um, of seeing companies grow and, um, you know, make big hires and that kind of thing. So it'll be interesting to see um, what happens in this new year um, when venture capital is supposed to be pretty tough. If you missed our prediction show, go back and listen to it because I was pretty doom and gloom <laughs> back then. But I'm going to I'm going to pull back, rein that back in <laughs> for this for this uh, podcast. But um, hopefully 2023 will be another good, um, good year of movement in the startup scene. Yeah, it sounds like it's it's just a proving year. Like if you've got a good idea or like you can, in 2021, maybe you could get funding for a bad idea, but you have to have a good idea to get funding in 2023. Well, and not just a good idea, but like companies that raised pre-seed and seed rounds the past two years had a much, which that isn't to say it was easy by any means, but they're going to have a much tougher time going out and getting more capital to continue to grow. Um, a lot of startups aren't cash flow positive for like a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the big issue there is they're not bringing in enough revenues to support their um, planned growth. So that's why venture capital exists. Um, right. Uh, so, Steve, you're kind of, you know, you learning the startup uh, scene here in Louisville. What's something that surprised you as you're uh, kind of getting getting your head around it? Yeah. So I would say it's it's um, it's been interesting because um Quite honestly, before I took this job, I had no idea of Kentucky startups. I always associated, you know, with the Austin, Boston, San Francisco, New York, all the things that everybody else thinks of, I thought as well. So so coming in here completely new, not knowing anything and just, just meeting people from from the start, it's it's, it's been a very um, it's been a very interesting situation. Uh, the one thing I will say, I'm kinda kinda steal something from the announcement of the NO companies, because I kind of is uh, that when I kind of had a little bit of uh, um, of a just a personal insight into this, and and, and that is that that um, there is um, there does seem to be a, a connectivity that I'm not sure exists in larger markets. Um, I know a lot of people talked about. Um, uh, I remember one founder, you know, who came here from Seattle, and he was saying how he would reach out to to different people and would maybe get a phone call or return email 
months after he had initially initially reached out. And and I would say here that you know there might be issues. People founders always say you don't have to go to the coast to get money to make things to make things go forward. And and you know there's other issues that they have here, but they can always have a, co- a cup of coffee with somebody and at least get things started. And so that's been something I think that's that's really nice is that you know people in Kentucky. You know, again, as somebody who's moved here, I can say these are some of the nicest people, just down to earth, nicest people I've met, and I've lived in eleven other states in this in this country, and and so I think that that bodes well for the startup scene and, and just having those those human connections that can turn into bigger things, and so that's I think that's kind of the coolest surprise. Not to mention all the different things that these companies are doing, because I do, I do think there's a lot of companies that could put Kentucky on the map um, later down the road. I, I firmly believe that. Um, but for right now, you have this human connection, and uh, it's it's really cool. And I don't think it's I don't think it's like this in all places. I think I think we kind of have a, a a rare situation here. Yeah, and um, I think you're right about that. You see a lot of collaboration between people in the startup community. Well, and I don't know how it is in the rest of um, Kentucky, but I do know in Louisville, every person is one person removed (laughs) from the person that they need to know. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's always kind of a nice uh, built-in feature of being in a big, small town. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And I would say, too, that that seems to be the case just from what I, I mean, in other parts of the state, like especially like in, like, say, Paducah, and for instance, I, I think that there's, there's, there's that connectivity as well. So if you guys had a startup, what would uh, it be? I know Haley's got an idea. <laughs> you know, I'm going to start, and I don't know how I'm going to make it. <laughs> I'm going to how I'm going to make it work. But I love the idea of the metaverse, except for the big headset you got to wear. Um, <laughs> so I would want to take the headset and make it into, like, more of a holodeck kind of situation, if you're familiar with... Uh, uh, Star Trek, mm-hmm. you know, instead of putting something on your face, which is uncomfortable and after a while hurts your eyes, uh, you're in a space and maybe you have you have something on, maybe some glasses or something. But the space is is changing, not the thing, you know, a centimeter from your face. So I don't know how you make that into a company, but uh, that's I like the metaverse idea, but but refine the metaverse in uh, any other startup ideas we could. We could we could potentially well, be on this startup to watch list next I year. I almost don't want anyone to take it. Right. You know, because there might be if someone. Give out, see, I give out vague ideas that no one can make happen. There and you that's, go. That's smart, secret. smart. Um, I think I might have talked about this idea on the podcast before and, you know, was highly ridiculed then. <laughs> but I'll say this with an asterisk that I'm married and don't need this type of service. But... Um, <laughs> Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. And you're like, and that's all I said. No, I think a a dating and or friendship app based solely on literature, um, like matching people together based on the books that they like to read and the topics that they're interested in and that kind of thing. And I have a name, which people can steal if you want. If you want to go build it, like do it but like Um, they should contact you first yes let me be you know the chief Mm -hmm. storyteller or whatever the chief yeah the the queen startup (laughs) (laughs) not Um, the court gesture not the court gesture (laughs) jester not gesture but my name for this literary dating slash friendship app would be called get lit um and i think that's super cute that is cute i like the idea because 
a big problem. I think I'm not. I don't. I don't online date, but um, <laughs> David is also married. <laughs> also married. Also don't online date. Uh, but I think a big problem that I hear from people who do is you meet a lot of like dumb people on mm. on dating apps and the fact that it's based on you have to have at least read a book um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that does el- escalate the pool of well, potential it, dates and <laughs> i was gonna say like it self-selects to a certain extent like people who don't read aren't going to join this yeah, app exactly. right and then you're just gonna like naturally have a pool of potential applicants <laughs> yeah. um that you i know, like would be more idea. aligned with you <laughs> Yes, I think whenever you decide to go with it, I will partner with you. Okay, co-founder. <laughs> yes, yeah, we could be co-founders of it because I do, I do have some suggestions, but yes, we won't reveal all on that because that's a little podcast. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want to give away too much. Right. I mean, we're we're a very widely listened to show. Yes, so. super popular. People yeah. in what was that country? Uh, Slovakia. People in Slovakia. <laughs> yeah, lots of Slovakians. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Slovakia. <laughs> Thank you for accessing Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you like what you found. Backstory: We got our, you know, how Spotify gives you your rap of the year. Well, Access Louisville got a rap of the year, and our our number one country, of course, was the U.S. But our second was Slovakia. <laughs> we were kind of like, who's who in Slovakia is listening to this podcast about Louisville, Kentucky? But if you are the Slovakian, <laughs> please reach but, out and introduce yourself. Yes, thank you. Either way, yes, thank you. Also, it could just be going through a server. You know, could like. Maybe the server's based in Slovakia. But no, I want to think it's a person. Of course. Just listening and dreaming of living in Louisville. <laughs> um, no, they want to live in southern Indiana. <laughs> yeah, so come on. Because <laughs> it's popping over you, there. That's that's where you go. I, too, am married. I met my wife through an online dating app way back in the day. Um, so they, they can be effective. Um, and But I do like Kaylee's idea a lot. I think it's good. I think if you had – I haven't been – I've been married now for a, a long time, so I have not been on apps right now. But I remember b- way back in the day, I'm not going to give out the year, um, that like there wasn't, there should have been more options where you can put to to get, you know, to when you're trying to. So if you had more, if there was more input like books or other interests and they could you do that from a from like an AI SEO perspective where it could feed stuff in, you could probably get a better, a better match because there are a lot of bad matches out there. I that, feel like they're too yeah. broadly based on personality. Like you can have a similar sense of humor to someone and then just totally like disagree with them on right. all sorts of other stuff. There is a, a dating app for music where they do link your oh, right Spotify. On. So it is kind of like the, the same concept. But, but also like... <laughs> that's, that could go wrong. Yeah, that could that's go wrong. wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was the, what was the app? Uh, Website? eHarmony. Oh, yeah. that's still that's around. A grown up that, one. That's the OG one. Yeah. 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 It's not far. Well, I was, on, advertise. I was on like match.com and then and then I decided to be done with that. And then, yeah, I went with eHarmony and that seemed to work out pretty well. So. And now there's farmersonly.com, christianmingle.com, <laughs> all, these, yeah. uh, all these other websites yeah, that so advertise. True, true fact, too. My, my wife, though, she was embarrassed. She wouldn't tell anybody we, we met online and that I was like, so there was still there was a stigma there, back yeah. in the day. Is there right. still a stigma? Or there, is that yes. much I don't gone? think so. There is still kind Obviously. of a stigma. Yes. As, like, why as, is the, someone... as the only non-married person here. <laughs> why is meeting someone at a bar better than meeting someone online? I, I mean, it seems. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they're both. I mean, it is. Like, I thought the stigma was gone. But in other business if, news, if you, <laughs> if you Google 
Laurel Deppin Bumble BFF, <laughs> you will find an article that I wrote in Seattle about making friends online where I address that we thought it was awkward when people are like, oh, how did you all meet? And we had to say Bumble BFF because it makes us sound like we're losers. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like people kind of under or underestimate the challenge that it is to like have and maintain quality friendships right exactly and especially like going to like the reason that i was so successful at finding friends in seattle was because of bumble bff because nobody talks to you right and so you just have to find people that are also i I think there's an expectation these days that like that's where you meet people is is on dating apps right i think i think that now that is going away so i was one last people judge which dating app you use yeah because like if you're like oh we met on tinder that's that's grody (laughs) yeah but if you're like (laughs) (laughs) but if you're like oh we met on hinge it's like okay so you're an adult that's all right One last thing to say, and that is I've been married a long time, but I have moved to a lot of cities and not known maybe like two people when I landed. And so I've used like meetup, meetup spaces, things like that, which I guess is similar to that, you know, finding because I've been to meetups of people who, you know, like certain things and and then met friends that way. So. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think there is still there is. I mean, hopefully I, I think meetup is a solid a solid situation here in louisville though it's easy you can just meet friends walking down the street which again is not always the well, case and i think we're in a unique position too because we meet people for work all right. the time like yeah our whole um, job is like going out and meeting people yeah right but <laughs> so I, it makes I it also easier. like swindled my coworkers into being my friends so <laughs> well we think that we swindled you into being our friend <laughs> yeah we're all like, thank god <laughs> Well, I've, God, I've, really? I've, <laughs> I've met since I've been here in October. I've met more people in the city since I started, probably in the last two years before that. So, yeah, no, we meet a lot of people, and uh, it's great. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the number one <laughs> Louisville news and dating podcast. <laughs> 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 All right, we'll switch gears here, uh, which uh, we're going to talk about sports now. Speaking of meeting people, Stephen, you just wrote about a new basketball team, which. I think it's exciting. I know it's not it's not the NBA, but uh, it's not the NBA. <laughs> no, um, but uh, yeah. So let's talk about it. Um, so there's been uh, today. Actually, there's like a, a press release happening in like an hour or so where they're going to announce uh, formally at uh, uh, Kentucky, I think Christian Day School, um, that there's this new team called the Derby City Distillers and. They are going to be one of the newest expansion teams of the Basketball League, also known as TB- TBL. Um, and they have 44 teams now. Uh, in Kentucky, there's one in Owensboro, and there's one in, like, Crestwood View, somewhere somewhere in northern Kentucky. And then there's also another one in, in uh, Cincinnati. And so um, they are a, um, a basketball league that they've, they've formed – couple of years ago and it had different iterations um and they actually are having tryouts um i believe at uh country day uh this weekend on the on the 15th and we found out about all this because the 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 team owner i might say his name wrong and i apologize if i do but akoi agu um he was a um and i'm gonna again i'm new to the area relatively and so he was a L basketball player but i if we had Michael Jones here, I'm sure he could he could probably rattle off his stats on the name. <laughs> but yeah, Troy was a forward here from like 2013 to 2019, and um, he's going to be. 
I imagine he might have another other people in his ownership group. But um, yeah, they're they're going to start um, to start this team. Uh, I think the the uh, head coach is going to be um, a gentleman who uh, was on Coach Patino's Rick Patino's uh, staff. Um, I believe his name is Tim Gray, and he's currently an associate coach at uh, Spalding University. And so this is going to be professional basketball, um, but yeah, it's going to be you know minor league basketball. But it'll still be. I think it'll still you know it'd be it'll be exciting. I mean, this town loves basketball. And and uh, Akoy himself played in the in the league for a couple of years. And, and something to point out, uh, just for people who might be interested, is that according to the site, the TBL players are composed of either college players looking to start their professional careers, U.S. players that come back overseas, and possibly former NBA players who want to extend their career in the U.S. So if you go to a game, you might see somebody you you've knew um, in the NBA, or you could see somebody who might later show up at the NBA. So. Right. I think it's it's always a, a fun a fun situation, and uh, yeah, when we have more information, we'll you know try to try to provide that. But uh, this thing's still pretty pretty new. But uh, I think they'll probably will start playing sometime uh, later this year. Louisville has a lot of minor league sports. It seems like I mean we got the um, uh, the Louisville Bats, and um, that's a very well supported team, and and uh, and racing or not racing racing is a major league, but. Uh, um, Louisville City FC is kind of like this, you know, it's not MLS, it's uh, USL, so it's not quite the, the top league. But there are people that like USL better than, than MLS. But uh, but my point is that I think we support a lot of minor league sports here in Louisville. Uh, you know, any any thoughts on those? I know, uh, Laurel, you've, you're, a, you're a, a fan of hitting up the bats games every now and oh again, yes but. no i love i love the bats games they're just so happy there's cheap beer ice cream it's buddy a the nice bat. venue it is a nice venue yeah the food's good i mean it's you know it's stadium food but so, so i would say i got a couple of uh parent thoughts on the bats game the bats games are great first of all the stadium is one of the best in the mi- minor leagues i went to uh, another triple a team uh, in Norfolk, Virginia, and I hope we don't have any, you know, people out there. Sorry, sorry about Norfolk, but that stadium is horrible. Um, <laughs> it was, it, I, it was a hot, it was like I went on on like Fifty Cent Hot Dog Night, and like oh, no. don't trust was, Fifty Cent, I spent, 50 cent hot dog I spent night. six innings for like these hot dogs, and anyway, and I, I remember talking to my wife and be like, Louisville's got one of the better stadiums in the country, and then like two days later, when I got back f- from my trip, they actually were voted one of the top top triple a teams in in the country so it's a great venue it's got one of from a kid's perspective i've got three young kids from a from a kid's perspective it's one of the best playground setups they, they added to the playgrounds my kids like to go to bats games just so they can go to the playgrounds right. and then you've got the uh you've got the humana what should i call it the the, the big, humana the, cabana the humana cabana <laughs> really fun name it's actually called and that it's labeled that <laughs> One thing that I truly recommend is uh, the club seats because the club seats are only like are not that expensive, and especially if you have like, young kids and it's like a hot day. There's like I don't know like twenty five dollars or something, but they actually you can you can go behind. There's the uh, there's the bar right behind home plate, and that doesn't close after the seventh inning. So if you got if it's a hot day and you have kids, you can go in there, sit in the air conditioning, and mom and dad can can knock back a few. So, not saying I've never done ever done that before, but <laughs> you've I, heard I, about so it. I've right? heard about it. Word on the people, street. People people have told me this, and so um, 
Yeah, I think it's I think it's uh, the bats games for sure um, are a lot of fun and um, highly recommended. Um, and yeah, I, I think this this town. I know that there's been like a bunch of like hockey teams and stuff like that, and that's way before I was here. Yeah, but I went to one. Uh, river, it was the, the River Frogs. The River Frogs. Yeah, and nice. uh, I went, and it was like not that many people there. This was like one of the last games, I guess, and. Uh, and it was, you know, pretty depressing. <laughs> but uh, I do think there's a lot of support for, for minor league teams here. And soccer games are fun. I got mixed emotions after what happened with racing. Um, but, you know, that's a nice venue too. And, um, uh, you know, I think it's it's cool that this basketball league starting up. The, it, the games being at Kentucky Country Day, like I don't know that yeah, – but, yeah. but maybe someday – Oh, and that was announced today too. That yeah. was announced today. I just – they did say there was, it was to, to be decided and then – and then on on Twitter like three hours ago, so it would be breaking cooler news. if it was you know uh, you know the Yum Center or at the uh, <laughs> the uh, you know Freedom Hall or something. But uh, sure, Kentucky Country. Yeah, <laughs> I think like a good what's the the one the the arena that uh, is on near near Freedom Hall, but like the smaller one. I feel like that would be. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, they like do like trade shows and like prac you know rodeo stuff in there during the fair anyway that arena would be a great arena for this so and maybe maybe they can lead up to that like let's see like fill up fill up the you know country day and if that goes well you know you can always build up from there all right so we'll switch gears here i want to talk about the local advertising industry laurel there's just been a ton of stuff going on the last like the beginning of the year happened and then a thousand other things they all went off running yeah so i guess tell tell us about the advertising implosion no it's not not really an implosion it's no it's it's a lot of merging there's a lot of movement yeah yeah they're they're doing a lot of different things and advertising isn't one of our beats so that means it's not like one where it's like you know, we're we, like not always constantly paying attention to advertising. Right. But it has become part of my beat because there's just been so much activity going on. It started at the end of last year when um, the power agency moved with Skipeki, not moved, when the power agency merged with Skipecchio, which is owned by the Ovare Group, which is this large holding company that has has a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. It's more than just advertising. They got, yes. Yeah, they, they even have pickleball. Yeah, they, they, the pickleball gets in there. <laughs> right, <laughs> yes, all sorts of different things. Um, so they didn't say um, like how much this deal cost, but the combined company is going to be called Power Skipecchio, um, and it'll have employees from both firms, um, and it'll be led by Tim Lucas, who was most recently the president of the Power Agency. Yeah. But it should also be mentioned that it's not all good news because some people got laid off as a result of that transaction. Um, but we don't know how many. Okay. That was going to be my question. But I, c- I couldn't remember if that was in your story or not. But uh, And that's also interesting because uh, David Power uh, mm-hmm. and Debbie Scapecchio, two like big names in the advertising right. industry, uh, both of them have passed away. And this is kind of what became of both their companies right so it is kind of cool that both of those people are being honored in this way yeah with their names on the title of this new well not new yeah combined company. combined company right so, uh but that's like symbol uh, symbolizes some kind of like consolidation in the market and then um you see we've seen more of that too so uh i guess uh, the the other big one uh, via studios uh, yes. just just did a merger right they just did a merger too and they are going to become an independent division of a separate company mm-hmm. um 
called e-resources. And, and they're in Florida? They're in Florida, yeah. yeah. But they have offices nationwide. Um, so it, that's not really like a, you know, they're not going to operate under the e-resources name. They're still going to be via studios, but they're just this branch of yeah. uh, e-resources. Yeah, it's still big because it was like a local, you know, a local advertising agency that's now part of this national thing. Right. Yeah. So they're going to move from 14 employees to now 80 employees. Yeah. Because yeah. of that. True. Yeah. Uh, and then there's been a couple owner, not ownership changes, but like ownership shakeups. You wrote right. about uh, Doe Anderson. Yes. Largest ad- agency in town. Right. And it's employee owned, um, but they changed like the leadership structure because per Prior to this, Todd Spencer was the president, chairman, and CEO. And he said that just as the company grew, it became too much. So he had like 15 people reporting to him, and he's like, that's not sustainable. So he became executive chairman. And then John Bernsteel, who is the um, COO, is now CEO. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they split the president role into two different positions. Yeah. And then, uh, I can't remember, did you also write uh, Bandy Carroll Hill? I did also write Bandy. Yeah, <laughs> so see, like, they've been keeping me busy. This is my beat now is <laughs> yeah, following exactly. the advertising agencies. Yeah, but um, it's now called BCH, but it was previously Bandy Carroll Hellage. Yeah, I think Hellage is the way you pronounce it. Hillage or Hellage? Hillage. So <laughs> it's easier that it's called BCH But yeah, now. thank God it's now called <laughs> BCH. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to worry about pronouncing it on a podcast. Um, yeah, so those um, those three names, they were the owners, but they're entering retirement age, so they decided to sell it. It was bought by people who were already leaders of the firm, Allison Pittman, Matt Kamer, and Brian Garr. Right, so a lot of advertising. Like, I... I know it's not like a big business first writes about it all the time beat, but I always find advertising interesting. I just, I think it's just fascinating interest industry. Um, it's I'm, so cutthroat. Yeah. It's, it's cutthroat. And I, I don't know. And it, I, I think I was interesting, interested in advertising even before Mad Men. Um, <laughs> I used to have disdain for it. I used to be like, Oh, ads, that's not the truth. Mm. Uh, but now I like kind of admire it a little bit. Like right. you're really creative and you came up with this thing to like, you know, even if it's, even though not every advertisement is true, like I appreciate like the art form of getting someone to buy something. Yeah. Know? I mean, it's cause like, like you, the shark in me is like, wow, you got right. You oh, got you me. did it. You did it. Yeah. yeah. David, AKA Mr. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes I even like observe how I react to ads. Me too. Like if I'm on Instagram and I see an ad and I'm like, Oh wow, I need this. And I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. When did I ever have a need for this until I saw that it existed? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or like, I kind of critique them like a lot of advertising is sad advertising these days. Mm. Like they try and evoke emotion where there's really wouldn't be like you're buying envelopes right. and it's like <laughs> nailing the grandma or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, does this need to be sad? Like, does this, you know, it's, this is like manipulative. S- yeah, this is manipulative for no reason, you know? So like I critique them that way. And I think I started doing that since, um, since Mad Men, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I really love that show, and like I really started thinking about advertising after that. So, uh, so I think that's like really, uh, you know, I, just gets me thinking about it. So I do, you know, when we got advertising news. I'm kind of interested in it. So, well, that's all we have for you on this week's show. But before we wrap up, uh, we'll go around the room here, and everyone can share their social media handles where they can find us on social media. Uh, Laurel, why don't you start us off? 
I'm on LinkedIn under my name, Laurel Deppin, and on Twitter at BFLewLaurel. Stephen, where can people find you? Yeah, I'm on uh, LinkedIn at slash SP Schmidt, so LinkedIn.com slash SP Schmidt. And I can be found on Twitter at BFLewSteve. All right, where can people find you, Haley? You can find me on LinkedIn under my name, Haley Cawthon, or on Twitter under BFLewHaley. And you can find me on LinkedIn under my real name, David A. Mann, or on Twitter under the name DMan3001. If you like this podcast, you can find it on popular podcast services, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Thank you very much, Laurel, Steve, and Haley. And thank you guys for listening to us at home. See you next time. Bye.